Welcome to another episode of the Drama New South Wales podcast. In today's episode, I speak to Jane Simmons and Joe George. Both of these women are incredibly experienced when it comes to the teaching of and marking of the group performance. In this episode, we speak about the decision to have the group performance no longer marked externally. And then we go on to speak about what this might mean. We talk about the reimagining and restructuring of the group performance, how to assess this reimagining of the group performance, and what it might look like in terms of creating and collaborating in an online, in-person or mixture of these. It's an important podcast episode as we look to what we could do for group performance for our subject. Whether you're a teacher or a student, I hope that today's podcast is helpful in reminding you that we have a fantastic opportunity ahead of us in 2020. The opportunity to create theatre because we love it and not because it's part of an external examination. So sit back, relax and enjoy today's episode. Just a quick apology on my voice. I have a head cold and I sound a bit sniffly and a bit clogged up. Jane Simmons is one of the most recognised drama teachers in New South Wales with 30 years teaching experience and currently she is the Drama Performance Officer at the Arts Unit Department of Education. Jane is the Production Manager of On Stage, State Drama Festival, State Drama Camp, the New South Wales Drama Ensemble Program, Workshops, coordinates professional development courses and is an experienced director, administrator, senior marker and is the creator of the leading social network site, Drama Peaks. Jane has coordinated conferences such as Altered Education, presented at state, national and international conferences and has been a tour leader on international education professional development tours. She was head of drama at St Andrews Cathedral School for eight years and has an extensive experience in all areas of HSE marking as chief judge, itinerant senior marker, project marker, examination assessor, and the HSE exam committee. She's an experienced performer, having also sold out shows at the Sydney Comedy Festival and as a theatre sports performer. She received the Australian Council of Teachers Leadership Award in 2015, recognising her excellence and expertise in the arts. Welcome, Jane. Thrilled to be here and thrilled to hear all of my achievements. That is fast <laughs> in itself. So thank you. <laughs> Next up, we have Joanne or Joe George, as most of you know her. She's been teaching for 21 years in New South Wales. She's currently the coordinator of the performing arts at the Marist Sisters College in Woolwich, where she oversees drama, dance, music, and peripatetic tutors. She's also taught recently at PLC Croydon and Knox Grammar. Something that not everyone knows is that Jo is also an audio describer of theatre, which means she leads tactile costume and set tours, prepares pre-show notes and live descriptions of plays and musicals for theatre companies such as Belvoir Street Theatre, Sydney Theatre Company, the Sydney Festival and the Capitol Theatre. Jo's proudest GP moment was way back in 1999 when in her first year of teaching at 21 years of age, she had two of her groups selected to perform it on stage. And ever since then, the group performance has been a passion of hers. And she's also an experienced and respected marker and senior marker at Practical Marking each year. Jo is also passionate about collecting swans and snow globes and the art of beekeeping. Welcome, Jo. Thank you, Sonia. And lovely to work with you, Jane. Having tasted your honey, and that's <laughs> uh, I can Jo's beekeeping. <laughs> 
It is. Um, I love the the swan snow globes and beekeeping uh, sentence. It definitely adds a little bit of um, yeah, something different to the podcast. <laughs> yeah, a bit of colour. So yeah, and, and I'm glad you carbon dated yourself in that too, just letting us know that you were 21 in 1999. <laughs> carbon dated, did you? <laughs> One of the things that Nessa has recently decided in this COVID-19 climate is that the group performance is no longer going to be externally assessed in 2020. And there was a little bit of confusion at first as to what that meant, but we've come to understand that that now means that schools have the choice as to what they do with the group performance. It can be done internally as an assessment task, and there are many, many options as to what that might look like. So let's start off with the two of you. What options could people do with their students for the group performance this year? Well, before we get into those options, I just want to answer something that a, that a number of teachers have asked, which is why we can't just return to what we had this year now that schools are encouraged to go back. Um, and I, so I just want to say that we don't know with the landscape whether in two weeks or a month or two months, if we have a second outbreak, we find ourselves back in this space again. And so... Yeah, I think Nessa are very reluctant to say, all right, well, look, let's do it as we remember it. So it, the, what we've got there will stay. Um, so we need to embrace it. So if we think then about what options we have, you know, I guess it will depend on your classes and your circumstances. Like I know that there are a lot of schools where those year 12s are going to be going back, you're going to be doing face-to-face. -face, and it could be that you could do it almost as normal. But some I know still have social distancing that is taking place and some that I know will be a mix of virtual and face-to-face -face, and some may still have um, mainly virtual in term two. So, so when we go through our options, think about what is best for you. Then having said that, you are now completely liberated from the external exam, which means that you can now create whatever is right for you and for your kids. And whether you're going to attach that to something you've done before or tackle something brand new, um, there are so many options. Yeah, so I think Jane had such a, a wonderful um, talk about all different ways of reapproaching the GP. And I sort of spoke about ways that sort of the current GP could be reshaped or I use the word adapt or reimagined. I actually stole the word reimagined from uh, Jane as well. <laughs> um, but I think just to reinforce what Jane said, to remember that the GP is an incredible project um, and to be liberated. So to make it shorter, um, you can still use logbooks, but maybe minimise them and to trust in your students to create. So you can still use contracts and checkpoints, but no one knows your students better than you do. And it's really important that you choose. And we've already heard um, what's been so uh, fantastic is since our presentation, We've heard some great, um, some great examples shared on Drama Peeps where people have actually, you know, sat down with their students and there's been actually a, a collaboration with the students about what best serves them as well. But trust yourself as a teacher and trust your, your students as well. So some examples that we talked about the other night were about reimagining the rules. So things like in groups comprised of or compiled of three to six students, but instead you might have a class of 13 students all in one group and do a beautiful piece which has you know, a lot of group and chorus work, etc. Or if you have two students, they might want to do something and pretend to be a group of six, or they might have four students and they might pretend to be a multitude of characters. 
Um, we talked about how you no longer have to be identified. Um, that's one of the NESA rules. So you might be able to do something like puppetry or be able to play a bit more with mask or be able to play a bit more with characters that perhaps can be a bit more concealed compared to other years. We talked about production effects, and that's obviously a NESA rule, that production effects like costume sets, lighting, video, films, sound and technical support should be minimal and limited. And um, this year, you know, you can really play with that, and especially uh, there's, there's candidates in the state that are actually studying uh, topics that really play with that. So you can really reimagine and you can use, and these aren't expensive things, um, but you might want to use projections or you might want to use multimedia or your students might want to carry iPads and have words on those iPads in a Brechtian way. And, or you might want to use video looping or video playback or, or live music on stage if you've got students that are musicians. Um, we talked about the exam area that normally obviously there's those three or two awkward desks uh, that the examiners have to have. And instead you could experiment with that. So instead of having the NESA rule that it has to be an indoor venue, such as a small to medium sized room, you can play with that. And your students might want to do um, theatre in the round, a site specific work, an immersive work or a promenade performance. And so these are ways that you're, you, if you wanted to stick with the existing GP, that you could play and mould that to suit your students and to actually have a bit of experimental fun and say, well, you know, since there's no rules, um, let's, let's really extend on that. I think it kind of leads itself, sorry to interrupt there, I think it kind of leads itself to a more contemporary practice in some ways. Yeah. What we see in theatres these days does involve a lot more of those kind of reimagined scenarios that you spoke about with a more flexible audience space or more immersive or experience-based uh, multimedia, all of those things. So suddenly we have those options at our fingertips now. Yes, and you can, I mean, so you can schedule it in your assessment calendar now for whenever you want. If yeah. you decide that you want to finish it at the end of term two, or actually you're going to complete it sometime in term three, it's completely up to the time limits as well. Like if you decide that you only want the groups to go for five, you want them to go for 20. If you want it to be continuous, if you want everything to then just piece together, like it's episodic and everybody's group is connected with a narrative, non-linear. I mean, it's, so we keep talking about the fact that actually it's liberating and we may never get to do this again. I think it's a wonderful chance then in time that we may evaluate in what other ways that a group can work and exist because the, what we have now has basically been the same practice since the course started in the, the group performance. So this is a wonderful chance to, for us, uh, us to experiment to see if there are other ways that we can manipulate this task that might eventually find its way into the course prescriptions because we may never get this chance again so it's really important that we do experiment with it and to add to that i think we've been talking about the the gp very much as it as it as it is at the moment like you're still using the same topics still using the same marking criteria perhaps adapting like those time limits or those um those students but those three marking criteria um could still remain and i think that there's there is a lot of um hesitancy in the state i think it has declined a little bit where initially when the group performance was removed um and having that 50 percent um ip mark and that 50 percent exam mark 
benchmark, a lot of um, teachers and perhaps students or principals were really keen just to focus on the theory and the individual project. But I think what Jane and I and Sonia really want to re-emphasise uh, is that by focusing on the GP, your students aren't going to be less aware um, when it comes to experiential learning, that you could even adapt to the GP and maybe, you know, limit it to a particular style that you study in your other topic areas, um, or you could even um, use the characters in some of your set texts, or you might use even um, performance styles um, to, to shape those GPs. So that is a way of, and an immersive and interesting and practical way that students can write about really well for their, their written exam. So it's certainly not going to detract from those other areas, it's only going to enhance them. Just And that's why the course is modelled in that way. That's why the GP has always been integral to um, the HSC. And then I just want to just straight into that. And I know that for some schools where they go, well, if the group isn't going to be examined, let's remove it from the schedule and all of our assessment schedule will just be based on IP and the written exams. And I just I want to emphasise... What a mistake I think that is because some of your students, group is where they come to life. That is their thing, that idea of devising work, collaborative building something, and it's fundamental to our course. So I don't want you to think that your final ranks and your final marks should necessarily match. Like it's actually really important that if you have a kid who's really good at group that they get the chance to play with that that may improve their ranking and it may not be where they land in the course, but I don't think that matters. And, and I want to say because schools will all be undergoing different conditions in which they're working, I'm confident that the NESA statisticians will be looking at this year and I don't think that they're looking to punish anyone. So... I also think there's never been a better time for you to just go, well, why don't we just forget about marks and, and really explore what's best for these kids to celebrate a year that has already been profoundly difficult. I think Jane had some wonderful ideas also, and a lot of these ideas that we've spoken about are if the, the students can come together. But Jane also had some wonderful ideas um, that she presented about, and I know there are, it, it, say you had um, one or two candidates that couldn't come back to school or you were um, trying to do the GP underneath distance learning. So do you want to talk about some of them, Jane? They were awesome yeah, ideas. Briefly, I mean, you can do multiple perspectives with the, with the Rashomon. So, you know, take, take an event and then it's almost like you're reworking how every bystander or eyewitness or participant in that sees that event completely differently. And I think that's so important when you think about fake news and perspectives that people have on, on the world. Um, we had 7UP, so I could call it the Still Angela prospect, but the idea of one character's journey at different points in the life where that central character can be played by a different person each time. You can play with, as we said, dramatic forms. And as Joe mentioned, it can be something connected if you've done verbatim or women's voices or significant plays or approaches to acting. Well, maybe you want to do something in the style of Boal's Forum Theatre or maybe you want to create a whole verbatim play, you know, on, on young voices and, and the experience of being here. And, and because you get to choose the audience, you get to decide all of the conditions, including the marking criteria and assessment, which we'll get to in a moment, then, then you also get to make choices about the best expression of that. You don't have to worry about is this appropriate for an exam? Does it fulfil the conditions? 
everything is off the table, which means that actually you can now decide what you're going to put on the table for your kids. Yeah, so that's a really great um, point there. Is there anything that we do need to keep in mind for the group performance this term? Because, because it's so open and free, is there, still, is there anything that still limits us? Um, well, I think different schools will end up with different limits depending on decisions made by that school. So I think in the context of the group, I think there are, as, as long as you are making safe and reasonable uh, choices that also are achievable for your kids and also manageable for you. Please don't choose something that is going to skyrocket out of control that you can't manage and you can't do. And we understand that we have teachers of all different experiences. So, you know, and also letting some of the kids own that, those decisions. I think you really have to negotiate with your kids, give them some options and see what they come up with. And I think then together, um, you will create something very special. I think Jane made a really great point um, the other night. We're, we're still creating work, even though it's not for the GP, we are creating work obviously for examiners. But I think we always need to remind the students it's actually for an audience of, of, of 30 as well, that you're not just creating work for an, three examiners or two examiners that come, that it is about an audience. And I think that um, it's really important, and I know a lot of people do anyway, and the, the nature of your showcase may need to change. But it is important that the work the students are creating, that they do get to perform it in some capacity to an audience. And as Jane mentioned, it's exciting. You're not limited to sort of 30 students. Um, you know, you might be able to perform you know, in a showcase capacity or to a younger audience that you might normally do or just to all your drama students. Um, so it is great if you can, um, with the work that the students create, they do know what their audience is going to be and to tailor it towards um, what that audience is. And I do just then want to add from an on-stage perspective because I know people will be asking this question. I mean, nothing has been decided because, once again, until you have a really clear landscape, what we look uh, where we are at the end of when all of this thing, when we'd normally be making those selections. Um, but, but there is a chance the discussion that we're having is that we may ask teachers to nominate their own students based on whether they think that this is something that's, that's a, you know, a really excellent or exemplary, exemplary piece of work. Um, and we may create some criteria around that for you to help you make those decisions. But so, but the idea that you may be able to nominate your own students instead of examiners, and we all, I think we've all been in the situation where we've had groups where we think this is the most magnificent thing I've ever seen. The examiners have come and they have not felt the same and suddenly that nomination never comes. So the idea of just, why don't you be the judge? We believe you are professional, capable, wonderful teachers you be the judge and if you are going to nominate your groups and send them in and and we get to make uh, decisions about what on stage looks like next year what an incredible program from an audience to come in and watch all the manifestations of how groups have have happened and whether they are pre-recorded virtual examples whether they are live examples whether they are using social distancing whether they're using a multitude of different things I'm so excited as production manager on stage to think about the groups that we may have on offer next year. Yeah, sometimes some of the most amazing works of art are done under quite extreme limitations. So often limitations push us to be creating in a new way. And I do think that that on stage experience 
in 2021 will be unlike anything we've ever seen before. <laughs> you will not want to miss it. Um, I will say, I think there is one limitation, and that is that we are still working to certain outcomes for the HSC. So we do need to make sure that those are met for the HSC broadly over the whole year. It doesn't have to be met in this GP, but we do need to make sure that we've covered the outcomes of the HSC. One of the questions that we have had a bit of um, people, a few people asking and came up the other night as well is, well, how do you assess the GP? If it's not being externally assessed, how do you assess it? And what kind of criteria do you use for that? I think John Montgomery said, especially the trial level, um, the, the criteria, um, if it's just a, a staged assessment, um, you would have to modify that criteria. But if it is at a, at, at a trial level, um, and then you can use the same criteria that we're going to use for the actual HSE. And I think that criteria one, two, and three, so that's criteria one, which is on performance skills appropriate to the style of form, assessment criteria two, sustaining and developing role or character, and assessment criteria three, structure and dramatic coherence, that they could still be assessed. They may be modified. So with structure and dramatic coherence, as we've discussed, that the length of the piece may be different. Or um, with style in criteria, sorry, in criteria three as well, maybe you, you have style limitations or et cetera. But I think that those criteria, you could still address um, and, and look at those three things in, in the groups, that how they end up working out. Yeah, I don't think you need to reinvent the wheel. So I think everything is sitting there for you. And in some cases, just select out that are right for you and the kids. And particularly if you are working in the virtual space, then some of that stuff, you just then let it go. Like just pick out the stuff that works for the task. And I think that, that once you and the kids have an idea of what the task is, sit down with the marking criteria and go, well, this one, yes, so ensemble skills, yes. Um, you know, appropriate to form and style, yes. Use of space, that's a really interesting one. Vocal improvement is really good there. Character, energy, focus. So you choose all of those things that are appropriate to the to form and the medium uh, and the situation that you're in and just, and just liberate yourself from thinking that it has to be everything because it, there are times it just can't be. So be judicious. Select what works for you. And I think it's exciting to adapt and um, using Jane's exciting word, reimagined again. It's exciting to imagine, like, even spatially with that Zoom square, what can they do within that square? So, you know, it's, and it, it, it's, it's just reworking the criteria and, and thinking about it in a creative and interesting way. And in some ways, I think I, I personally was almost disappointed at we're going back to school, my school, on Monday. And I was actually really excited about trying to do something virtually. Um, and some schools still will be doing that. So, yeah, and but think also about those schools where you don't have three candidates, you actually have less than that. Oh, I don't think that matters anymore. I don't think you have to drag some poor year 11 in for this one. <laughs> and even if you were doing that as a video, I could, as a performer, play every character and do a different record and edit it all together. Like it can be a performance of any shape or form as long as you can assess it you know, as long as you can hit those outcomes. And I think we touched on something important there. Um, 
we do have schools in all sorts of situations. So some schools have all of Year 12 coming back as of next week or the week after. Some schools have um, Year 12 coming back one day a week and some schools still have everyone virtually online. So what would be your kind of wisdom or guidance in regards to how you keep your groups and your students motivated if some of them are online and some are there in person or if you've got everyone online or you've just got different circumstances going on in the one class. What would be your suggestions with that? Firstly, I think you just be kind to yourself that it's going to be a really difficult term if you are working in all of these conditions. And particularly, we understand in, in some communities, you know, there are kids who are incredibly despondent and and in difficult circumstances and coming back to school and getting rah-rah about a group is not going to work for everyone. So I just want to say, if at the end of the day, the group is too hard, don't do it to yourself. You know, you're, you, uh, I know that you'll have people at school that you'll be able to talk to about that. And also great members of the drama community, such as Drama New South Wales and different curriculum officers. So if the group is not going to work and it's too hard and you've got kids of all finding it all difficult, be kind to yourself, let it go. Um, if you have kids who are working, you know, half in one space and half in another, I, I think what technology has shown us is that there's an accessibility now that we've never really embraced before. So it can be a mix of things. I mean, people can actually enter the group in a virtual space while some are live. I think it doesn't have to be one or the other. It can absolutely be a combination. And once again, I think that that's an exciting process of, of thinking, well, you know, how, what, how could you make a virtual contribution and how does that affect people live on stage and how do you respond to that? But, and it can still be done in the live space with you Zooming or Microsoft Teaming or Google Classrooming in or whatever form that you're using in, in real time as well. So it doesn't have to be pre-recorded. So once again, I gauge with the kids what excites them, what do they want to do, what do they want to explore and how would they like to celebrate the fact that this is their year, this was their moment, what is their th something to say and in what form could that happen? And I, and I do think it's an important uh, point that you raise that we have been given the capability as teachers and uh, the principals and leaders of the schools to actually uh, make decisions for what is best for our communities. And in this situation that we're in that we could not have predicted, it's important that teachers understand that, you know, you might see on Drama Peeps that lots of people are doing one thing or another thing and you might think, oh, I'm doing the wrong thing. But you and your community is something that you need to sort out uh, for yourselves. And there is not one set way of approaching the practical component of drama going into the future for the rest of this year. Yeah, that's right. There's so many variables and many of which we don't even know what, I mean, we, we, we've often haven't known week to week what decision is going to be made. So we don't know where this will end and what it might look like. Now, all I know is that moving forward in this space isn't about going back. So it's about reinventing the best of what we had and the best of what we've got now and what do we want to do with it and 
as I said, I think that it's very exciting. Like when I also think in small remote schools, this also gives us the space where you could join up with, with some kids from another school, you could create a group, you know, in this space. Like you're, you're not even limited to your own school anymore as long as it can be assessed, as long as it can provide your kids with a, a really rich experience that sits well with the outcomes and, and the criteria. You, the world is your oyster and you may never get it again. Just to make it very clear to everybody who's listening, the group performance can be done this uh, year and it can be done as an internal assessment and we're not restricted in the same ways that we have been in the past. So when people ask, well, what about the NESA rules? What about the things that have been given to us to say we can and can't do? Those are now all out the window, so to speak. Is that correct? I'd say the only rules that would still apply, obviously there is um, rules in terms of um, subject matter and safety and things like that. Um, but I think that the other rules are certainly, you, uh, um, you still could speak to Bryn or speak to um, John Montgomery um, if you weren't too sure about a particular, say your children were being super experimental. Um, but I think certainly yes. Yes, that's right. I think, you know, as Joe said, some of those things when they come around with a checklist at the beginning, <laughs> So we don't, no nudity, no, <laughs> no naked flames, no animals alive or dead, you know, no weapons, no, no dangerous items. So, you know, maybe you could, you could sit there in your pocket to say to your kids, everything's available, but still these rules apply. <laughs> so anything that has been created for safety absolutely needs to stay in place because the last thing you want is a situation where your kids create something that is going to put you in a position where they and you uh you feel like you're in danger so it made of glass or something like that yes that's exactly right so you know as i said but you know we what we want to do is we want to support our kids to achieve something so that they can celebrate the collaborative nature of this subject and to understand that there's so many ways in which they can showcase that, that, that they haven't had before, and that potentially we may be ending, we may see that in, on stage next year. And so exciting. Is there anything else that you think we should touch on in regards to the group performance uh, in this podcast? The only thing I would say is it's a wonderful project and um, just to reiterate that it is a, a wonderful, wonderful thing that our students do get to collaborate um, as a group. We're the only subject where that gets to happen and I think that that's a really valuable and wonderful thing um, and that's the only thing I wanted to reiterate. Yeah, and I guess for me, I know that there are a lot of people who think that if it's taken out of the exam this year, will it, will it take its way out of the exam forever? But the course prescriptions have been extended to 2024. The group is still in there. It's not going anywhere. And I think we've all, as much as we've also, we've all kind of felt, oh, the group, it's the best of times. It's the worst of times, you know. <laughs> we went to the parent phone calls to go, yes, this is why Jimmy's in this group. Yes. Uh -huh. So. Yes, I, I definitely have a love-hate relationship with the GP. <laughs> Everyone does, and I love that, Jane. It's the best of times, it's the worst of times. Yeah, I know that you'll be using that in your next slideshow. <laughs> <laughs> Let's put it in right now. That's it. You've already trademarked it. But what we have discovered is actually we love the group much more than we hate it. And, and we've seen the disappointment for our students when they thought that it didn't exist at all. 
and and I think it just it's a reminder that although it doesn't exist in exam doesn't mean that it doesn't exist and if you and your kids are motivated use this as an opportunity to do something that no other year group I'll keep saying it have ever done before and now do whatever you want in brackets safely right because I think that's a really special gift that you can give your year group to be able to experiment in a process that no one has done before. Yeah, and I think there's something to be said for the fact that uh, at least I myself feel that over the years, we tend to have students come through that become more and more obsessed with the HSC and marks. And we as teachers are often trying to re reiterate what we know is best practice and what we know to be true. And that is, um, you know, to learn for the joy of learning is a remarkable thing that will stay with you for life. And what we have essentially been given here is the opportunity to show that to our students. It's no longer going to be an external mark. Yes, that's correct. It's no longer going to have the fear of the markers coming into the school or the excitement of the markers coming into the school. That's correct. But what we're doing is we're creating theatre because we love telling stories of what it means to be human. And that is the moment that we get to teach them. And we get to teach it to them in a way that we haven't had the opportunity to before because we suddenly have removed the external pressure. Yes. And here is to, you know, reminding every student that at the end of the day, I think that the marks will matter much less across the board in everything this year. I mean, they canceled NAPLAN for goodness sake. So, so if we are liberated from marks and we are liberated from exams, let's use that opportunity to really have a voice in creating work that we are excited about and proud of and is absolutely representative of who your kids are and what we can achieve. Here, here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, thank you very much, uh, ladies, for coming on and speaking to us today. I know that the drama community is absolutely craving the reassurance and wisdom of those who are experts in our field. And I think today you've reassured many people as they listen to this that they have the power as teachers to know what's best for their students and to create amazing works at this time. So thank you very much for giving us your time today. Our pleasure. And there we have another episode from Drama New South Wales podcast. I hope this episode was helpful to you. If you'd like more information or resources in regards to the group performance, we will be putting up the suggestions that Jane has made in this podcast up onto our free resources tab on our website. So go there and have a look if you want the list of things that she made as a suggestion. Basically, the power is in your hands as a teacher. So enjoy this term and the creative license you have with your students. It will be a term unlike any other one we've had before.